Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. And get ready. It is year four, season five ooh, ooh. of Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, ooh, ooh. everybody. Ooh, ooh. It is, it is, it's so exciting and amazing. And make sure that you have got your tickets to Conversations with Prime Women. It is October 8th in Nashville at the adorable Graduate Hotel. We have fantastic panelists there. We have fashion, hair, we have health, we have menopause and its gifts. We have all kinds of great celebrity things. Celebrity women. Yes, yeah, celebrity women. We're going to have boss ladies and we're going to have like a little aesthetics room. We're going to have things you can buy. We're going to have goodie bags. So make sure that you go to eventbrite.com or conversationswithprimewomen.com to get your tickets. Is there a promo oh, code? Oh, is there a promo code? What is that promo code, Colleen? Well, that would be FF15 for 15% off your tickets. Also, today we have a really great episode. Of course, they're all great and all of our guests are great. But today we have Jill Angelo back from Genev. And Genev has partnered with Life Stance. Bridget, we are so excited to have them on because, you know, Jill was one of our first guests in season one. She's the founder of Genev. And for those of you who don't know what Genev is, it's a telehealth service that helps with menopause, your menopause symptoms. And when women say to us, I don't know who to talk to, try Genev. Try going there first. They're covered by Aetna. So if you have Aetna insurance, that you could go right through your insurance. We also have Dr. Dooley, who is a women's health expert in urogynecology, and she's going to talk about some medical aspects for, you know, with mental health and menopause. And Stacy is the director of health coaching and dietitian. So she's director of like the lifestyle. Yes, Genev has partnered with Life Stance, which is a virtual platform where you can meet in person or virtually with mental health specialists. But we're also going to talk about your lifestyle changes, what you can do medically, so that we're giving we're giving you a full picture of mental health and menopause. And I have to say that was one of my biggest challenges besides the weight gain was my mental health because I just, my anxiety was off the charts. My brain fog, if I could even remember my own name, I was lucky. And it gets to you. Like if, you know, depression, mm-hmm. and if you suffer from them beforehand, the loss of hormones can really wreak havoc. So Bridge and I wanted to start off this season with talking about your mental health and menopause. And we thought since Jill just recently partnered with Life Stance and Geneva and Life Stance, what a great partnership. We hope you guys are ready for a great season. We've got some changes going on. You know, this year we will, you know, have on great guests. If you want to know of a specific topic or if we haven't covered something, which in over 200 episodes. I think we've covered a lot. So you can always go back and check. But just email us, hotflashescooltopics at gmail.com. Tell us what you want to know about. Bridget and I are not the experts, but we will find those who will answer your questions. Like, what about mental health and menopause? And let's get started. We'll talk to you after. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today, our guests, we are going to have such a great conversation about mental health and menopause and midlife. Our guests today are Jill Angelo, who is the founder of Genev, and Dr. Yashika Dooley and Stacey Kazanchuk. Welcome to the show today, guys. 
Thank you. It's for having us. Well, we're excited to talk to you, but I kind of want to start with Jill because Jill, you were on the show a couple of years back, um, kind of in the infancy of Genev and Genev has grown so much. And Bridget and I love watching the evolution of the company. Can you talk a little bit about what's happened? You're now on the Aetna network, and then we'll get into talking about your partnership with LifeStance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's great to be back and also fun to see how much uh, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics has grown too. So um, congrats right back to you. You know, I, I think Genev has grown with uh, the rise of the menopause conversation. You know, I remember uh, years ago when no one was talking about it and we had to even educate people on what it was. And so we've just kind of, it's been a rising tide floats all boats sort of mentality. And in the last, you know, 12 to 16 months, um, not only have we really um, grown our team nationally, we're now supporting women with uh, integrated menopause care led by OBGYNs and registered dietitians, and we're supporting women in all 50 states. Uh, but we've also started to uh, improve access to this quality of care. Uh, we truly believe that for women to thrive through menopause, they need specialists that understand their care and are treating menopause symptoms at the root of what's happening. So we've expanded um, our ability to for women to access our care through insurance coverage. Um, we are now in network with Aetna. Again, in all 50 states, we're starting to see Aetna-backed um, companies send their employees to Genev, and it's wonderful to see working women um, have their health care covered uh, and coming to Genev. And then also, we've started to forge, uh, I think, some important partnerships. The one, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about it today, is really serving women and their mental health and behavioral health needs during menopause. Uh, it is a time where depression can be exaggerated if you've suffered from that in the past. Anxiety and mood swings are at an all-time high. And so back in May, we announced a partnership with Life Stance, which is a very large public um, mental health therapy company that offers both virtual and in-person care with therapists uh, throughout the United States. So it's an exciting time, and, and that just adds another layer of our care model so women can come to Genev, meet with an OBGYN, a dietitian for lifestyle care, and then also a mental health therapist through our partnership with LifeStance uh, without having to navigate that on her own. Well, I was going to ask our other two guests as well, just, you know, different roles and what they do with Genev. So I will start with Dr. Dooley. If you could just share a little bit about your role with Genev. Yeah. So I am, I actually started as a consultant with Genev a couple of years ago. Just, um, I do urogynecology. And so it was just really talking to them about like what I know as far as menopause and incontinence and all of that. And then in this past year, I retired from the military and I came on as one of their providers. So I have the privilege of actually taking care of our patients um, and helping them just to grow their physician team. And then and, and Stacey, um, I, my background is I'm a registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. And I came on board pretty early on, um, back in 2019, 2020, when we were first starting, um, the lifestyle side of things with, um, health coaching. And so as a registered dietitian, um, I had training and, and as well as my team around health coaching aspects, as well as the lifestyle strategies to really support women in managing their symptoms and thriving during this time of life. So 
uh, dietitians, yes, we focus on nutrition, um, but I like to think of it that the nutrition is kind of the gateway to all the other things that come up around that. So we also focus on movement and sleep and stress management, um, looking at mindfulness, a lot of different factors that play into overall um, mental health. And so that's where my team and I play a role. And we are um, some of that thread, I like to think, between the physicians. So we work very closely with our physicians and our integrated care model. We can communicate with them if needed. And we see our patients um, about every two weeks we find is most effective. And so with the physicians seeing their patients about every three to six months, we're kind of that, um, that, that interconnected tissue in between those appointments to make sure that the patient stays engaged and gets the care that they need and deserve. I love that you're talking about a comprehensive care package because so many of our listeners say, you know, I don't relate to just hot flashes. I don't get just hot flashes or I can't sleep or I'm gaining weight or I'm it's it's so many. Every time we say there are this many symptoms, they add more symptoms on. So the mental health component is a big one for a lot of our listeners. And for me, it was huge in menopause. Dr. Julie, can you talk, when you see patients, how often do they say, I'm a little more depressed than I used to? Do they even recognize that it could be a symptom of menopause? I don't think that they initially recognize it. I think oftentimes when I see them, their symptoms have been minimized by others. They Nobody has really listened to them. And so sometimes they're just like, am I crazy? Is this a real thing? I keep telling people and they keep acting like, you know, I shouldn't be worried about it. So I think they are then almost questioning themselves and what's really going on. And sometimes they've been told by doctors that there's nothing that can be done and that they just need to kind of deal with it. Um, and so the first thing for me is just to like really acknowledge like, yes, everything that you're feeling and experiencing is real. It's true. Um, you're not crazy. And there are things that we can do. Oftentimes the way that people present is that I am, you know, they'll say, like, my family says I'm really moody. My family says they can't talk to me. They, my family says I'm on edge. They don't always notice it. Like, they feel like they're more stressed out or maybe anxious or there's a lot going on. Um, but oftentimes, it's their family maybe that's telling them X, Y, and Z. Very few people will come in and be like, I'm depressed or I'm overwhelmed. It's just, you know, they feel like a lot of the relationships um, both at home and at work feel very strained. You know, a lot of women are told to go on an antidepressant for, you know, menopausal symptoms, and they're hesitant to do that. I know Bridget was given Effexor as for her hot flashes, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's necessary to go on those antidepressants for anxiety, for depression. Do you see women kind of push back against that idea? I see women push back when they don't feel like they're a part of the conversation. And so I think one of the things that we do is we want to really just flush out what are your symptoms, how is it impacting your quality of life, and what are you interested in, right? So when they know that I am going to help them do whatever is best for them, then they're totally open to talking about all the options. And my thing is, I don't have to lead with medications if that's not what they're interested in. Um, I usually ask them, what are you interested in? What would you like? Where do you want to start? And if they say medication, then that's where we take the conversation. But if they're like, you know what, can you tell me some alternative therapies? What are some other things I really don't want to start with medicine? Then I'm like, okay, let's talk about some of the behavioral therapies that are available. Let's talk about getting you in with one of our registered dietitians. Let's talk about life stamps. Like, cause there are other things that they can do. And I let them know that all of them can work together 
But if there is not buy-in from the woman about what's best for her, it's never going to work. And I think that's so great, too, that to hear it from a physician to say that to them, because I feel like so many women are, like you said earlier, dismissed when they go to their physician. So it's wonderful to hear that. When I was looking at Geno's website and the partnership with Lifestance Health, I, it was really just fascinating to see all of the components coming together with it. And what I was fascinated about is how it really starts with perimenopause. So do you mind, Jill, talking a little bit about how mental health and perimenopause and how that all kind of starts there? Yeah, you know, I think um, the average age of our patient is about 49 years old. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of women in their 40s coming to Geneva. And that's when, you know, just to quote even Dr. Rebecca Dunsmore, Sue, our chief medical officer, that's when oftentimes some of the symptoms are the strongest. Um, anxiety really raises, rises during that time. And additionally, it is the first transition from what you knew of yourself and your health um, to something new. And so there's a lot of questions and unanswered questions around what's going on with me, which can only heighten anxiety that you might already be experiencing that's really driven by the hormonal shift. So when we think about um, kind of the, the the type of women that we're seeing most often and that we really feel our partnership with Lifestands can support, it's really women during that perimenopausal time frame, just because again, greatest amount of change, most severe symptoms specifically related, um, I think a lot to, to anxiety. Uh, among others. Stacey, let me ask you, um, Dr. Dooley talked about the fact that there are other options and we're going to get into lifestyle in that conversation. And um, one of the one of our prior guests, Dr. Ellen Vora, who wrote The Anatomy of Anxiety, talks about false versus real anxiety. And she refers to false anxiety as maybe your blood sugar's low. Maybe you haven't mm -hmm. been sleeping and all these things that can exacerbate your already high level of anxiety. Can you talk a little bit about what you recommend to women who may be feeling more anxious, depressed, kind of on edge, maybe a little rage that they can change in their lifestyle that'll help? Absolutely. Yeah. I like how you brought up the blood sugar component. I don't know that a lot of women realize that and blood sugar regulation changes during the perimenopausal transition in terms of um, women do become, tend to become more insulin resistant. Um, and so there's a, there's a shift that's happening there. And so um, having educating women on the types of foods and when to eat them um, can be helpful in keeping a blood sugar more steady, so that they don't they avoid those high, those dips and then those um, those highs. Uh, so, for example, um, the the typical recommendations that we are always um, giving our patients when it comes to nutrition is to combine a co complex high fiber carbohydrate, so your fruits, your vegetables, your whole grains, things that we've all heard, right? Um, nothing new here, but with a protein source and in a healthy fat source as well. But that combination becomes, I think, even more critical with women um, during this time, especially if they are working with anxiety or depression or other mental, mental health concerns that perhaps the volume's been turned up a little. So on a nutrition side, certainly that's something that we're talking about. Um, and also nourishing their bodies with a variety of whole foods that provide the vitamins, the minerals. Um, you know, protein is one for the amino acids that make up protein. They have roles in neurotransmitters in the brain, for example. Um, so if we're thinking about the mental health concerns, 
brain health is one concern, but mental health um, as well, we want to make sure that we're providing a lot of the nutrition that's necessary. Um, and that's, that's something that's done long term. And so that's where our work consistently with our patients typically isn't going to happen overnight. But if we can help them make small changes over time, and to Dr. Dooley's point of getting buy-in of what's realistic, a complete overhaul is never going to be realistic for most women during this phase of their life. But small changes where they have the wins, they feel successful, which also feels good for mental health, right? When we do something that we feel good about, I did that, um, then we can build on those things and make progress over time on the nutrition side of things from one of the lifestyle factors that's helpful. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. And then also physically moving, what kind of different physical mm-hmm. things can play a role in that? Yeah. So we, um, you know, again, it's looking at what is accessible to someone, but getting them out and moving. And you know what I find, certainly we know the benefits of exercise um, related to brain health, endorphins. Certainly there's research to support that consistent exercise over time, both cardiovascular and strength training, um, even flexibility that supports mental health. But with this patient population specifically, that is time they are taking for themselves. This population does not take time for themselves. They haven't. And that during this phase of their life, um, more, many, like more patients than I can count. When I have said, what do you need right now? The answer is, I don't even know. And so when you can help them to understand, hey, let's try some movement. Let's find what works best for you. Not only are they getting the benefits of exercise, when they can set that boundary for their family or work or whoever it may be that I'm doing this for 15, 20, 60 minutes, the feeling that they have when they come back from that, it, it's not necessarily, necessarily they're like, oh, my, my mental health feels better because I also took this time for myself. That leads me to a question with Jill. Jill, when you started out, did you want to get a mental health component to Genev? And if so, was it a problem? Did the insurance companies, you know, give you a hard time to add that? Because a lot of insurance companies don't want to cover mental health. And so my first question is, did you have trouble with that? But then also why life stance? Like, why did you choose that company to go with? Yeah. You know, I I think first and foremost, when we started um, just in our care model, uh, you know, we kind of went after the basics uh, around, you know, HRT or no HRT. Um, You know, I think one of the the nuts and bolts of our care model is, is we know that whether or not you're taking hormone therapy or another prescription medicine, you're also going to need to make some lifestyle changes. And so that's why our models led with, you know, Dr. Yashika as an OBGYN and Stacey Kazanchuk as a lifestyle coach and dietitian. When we decided to also add mental health, um, it was because it was coming up most frequently. Women were asking for referrals to therapists, to a psychologist, to a psychiatrist. Uh, we kind of judged, okay, where do we go next? weight management, mental health, you know, some of the bigger areas that commonly women really struggle with. And um, with behavioral mental health being such a big request, we we went on and sought out a, a partner and a provider. We chose LifeStance for a couple of reasons. Number one, they already had the insurance coverage. So they did that hard work. And if you will, mental health is kind of a good parallel to menopause care. Uh, it is highly stigmatized. People didn't talk about it. And now 
companies and insurance providers, they're all starting to cover it based upon just a growing need amongst the population. And, and I think the pandemic really spun that out. Menopause now is on that same trajectory where we're starting, you know, it's a large population and payers and employers are starting to pay attention. So, if there's a playbook for, for getting your care covered, it is mental health for us. And we went to Life Stance because they already walked that journey. Uh, so that was reason number one. Reason number two is they offer both virtual and in-person care. They started as an in-person care um, mental health provider now encompassing 34 states. Now they've partnered with other organizations to have a broader reach throughout the U.S. So they had a good footprint, but then during the pandemic, they quickly had to pivot like so many in-care practices did to also offer telehealth. And they've got a hybrid model now that works really well. In that model, we felt that best serves our patients because, um, you know, they, we can, we can start with the virtual care because we're a hundred percent virtual. But if that patient needs to be seen in person, they've got that capability too. I'd say the third de decision point, our clinical teams needed to align around their own, um, beliefs around treating and caring for patients. Uh, Life Stance, um, sends women our way. Uh, they've got a lot of women who are struggling with menopause that have come to them for mental health. So it's a really two-way relationship. And our clinical teams are continuously educating one another. Uh, they've invested in even training some of their therapists and providers on menopause care and likewise. And so there's just such a partnership there on the care team level. Uh, and again, there's so much more we can do together, but it's it's been a great partnership so far. Dr. Dooley, I was wondering when, if you do prescribe um, menopause hormone therapy to, to a patient, do you see an improvement in any of their mental health? I definitely think um, they start feeling a lot better. I mean, I think some of it's definitely from the prescription medication, the hormone replacement. I think also it is being able to have that conversation it just helps to relieve their anxiety, to acknowledge that their symptoms are real, right? It just helps them to feel like, okay, I know myself and this really is happening. I think also it is as their symptoms start to subside, right? They're not having hot flashes all day. They're not having all the vasomotor symptoms at night. So now they're able to get a little bit more sleep. And so now they're waking up a little bit more well-rested. They're not having as much brain fog. They can have better conversations and better relationships. And then I usually talk to my patients also about like, can we get you in to see the registered dietitian? Because I know that there are often other things that we can do, right? Like how can we maximize getting out a little bit more, your movement? What are you eating? Like, I know that all of those things impact so much how they feel during the day, right? And so I want them to be able to have all the information and advocate for themselves. And the more information I can give them, the better that they're just going to feel. So, I mean, I feel like most of the patients, you know, it's like, I think the Jeanette data is like 92% are feeling better after that first visit. But even just as they're getting off the phone, just being like, oh my God, somebody took the time to listen to me. Feels amazing when nobody has listened to you for years and years. If, if I can add on to that point, um, to what Dr. Dooley just mentioned and, and Bridget, you as well, we're releasing a study that we, uh, conducted, uh, we commissioned actually, um, a third party actuarial firm, Milliman, to conduct. 
and really the study is all around what's the cost uh, what are the costs that menopause are driving within the healthcare system uh, you know and so in many ways what's the cost of not treating it and you'll see in that data as we publish that report, um, there is a, an increase of 47% in costs for women who have been, uh, who are um, suffering from menopausal symptoms compared to those who are not. So 47% increase. And that's across a range of pharmacy, outpatient, inpatient services. Uh, but one category of care is behavioral health. And um, obviously where costs are going up, and we also looked at, and we split the women into cohorts, women who are on HRT, women who have been diagnosed with menopause, who are using other therapies, and the women who were on hormone replacement therapy had a 14 to 14% decrease in their behavioral health costs to the healthcare system. So there is some truth, even in terms of claims data um, around how, you know, hormone medications or hormone-based medications or menopause care and therapy can start to decrease behavioral health care costs that are um, are on the healthcare system today. So uh, we look forward to sharing more. Uh, maybe we come back and talk about that as, an, as another episode sure. in the future. But I just thought that that was an important um, adjunct onto what, to, to what Dr. Dooley just mentioned around the value of of HRT for women who can take it. Right. And that's, you know, another thing, women who can take it. So follow that, Dr. Dooley, women that can't take it. And I know that kind of plays into everything, Stacy, with what you do. Those are things that could come into play. Where would you start, Dr. Dooley, if the woman can't take a hormone replacement? And what do you think of Vezo? I would ask her also. Oh, yeah. The, the new <laughs> FDA-approved yeah. treatment. I think that if a woman can't take HRT, um, there are still a lot of things that can be done. So I start talking to them about, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and movement and all of those things. Because a lot of times people, are, they didn't even realize that they were available and that they could be so helpful. Um, and so I think that's, you know, just one small part of it. And then even just being able to talk to a psychologist can be helpful because there are women who are like, you know, I really don't want to go on medications. I'm like, that's okay. You don't have to, if you don't want to, but just being able to talk about what's going on, what are the barriers? Where are you getting stuck? Where are the places where it seems like you're getting your the times when you're anxious or frustrated or whatever, right? It's like, how can we talk about those times and what are the ways that you can be able to, um, to deal with those symptoms? What do you think of the new FDA-approved non-hormonal treatment? I think it's going to be great for women that um, can qualify for it. Um, I think also it's going to be payer issues, potentially. Um, there are the costs that I've seen. It's not always covered or it's only partially covered, so it can be quite expensive. But I think for women that can qualify for it, um, I think it's going to work really well. You know, the data shows that even if it's a 50% decrease in their vasomotor symptoms, so if a woman is having 12 hot flashes a day and now you can take it down to six or five, it just gives them so much more flexibility and relief in their life where they can focus on other things and not have that be the constant thing that they're worried about. Okay. And then Stacy, with someone who can't take hormone replacement, you know, where would you start with someone like that to help? Well, it depends on what um, what symptoms that they are most extreme. But if we're thinking on, um, you know, some of the, sometimes with something like hot flashes, certain things, identifying triggers. So just going through 
the day, tracking, figuring out when they're having them, um, identifying certain triggers. Some women do notice that certain foods uh, may be triggers um, or certain times of day, um, or if they're if it's more environmental, can they uh, you know change their sheets? Change bring I often will um, talk to women about getting a small fan, putting it next to their bed, or there are even things like um, the chili pad that you can put that's just on one side of the bed that can help to just bring that temperature down a little bit in the room if it's something around the night sweats that disrupt the sleep that then further can um, impact anxiety or depression or other mental health concerns. You know, if it is, again, the mental health piece, um, similar to what Dr. Dooley recommended, where there's a fine line in terms of the scope of a dietitian. We aren't therapists. Um, so we can certainly put together the, the tools to help people put things in place, those helpful strategies like we talked around around exercise or nutrition or, say, a mindfulness practice. I do find that that helps for a lot of women. Um, and there's data to even support that one to two minutes of focused deep breathing can activate that parasympathetic, our rest and digest side of our nervous system that does not get a lot of love. We are fight or flight, right? That, that sympathetic nervous system is active all the time. Um, both are important, but during this time when um, there is a little bit more stress on the body, I, I always explain to women that menopause is a normal natural change for the body, but it still is stressful. The body likes to be in homeostasis. Hormones going up and down, not homeostasis. So the body's trying to work with that. So we can help uh, provide those tools that are realistic for someone to implement um, around mindfulness and being able to put that in place. The other area that I was starting to talk about, um, as Dr. Dooley recommended, we will also provide the referrals. We can refer to our life stance partners so that when there is um, an area where um, someone may need to dig deeper into their mental health um, concerns. We can also provide that referral. And it can be a great relationship, as Jill described, between the physician, the dietitian, and the therapist to really be hitting all angles for that, for that patient um, to help them to be successful and just feel so much better. Jill, I know that you have done so much work with Geneve, and it, it's such a wonderful platform. How what is the response? You know, we get a lot of emails from women saying, I don't know where to go. Is my doctor going to be a good doctor? Does this person, are they NAM certified? How have you gotten the word out on Geneve? What do you find most effective in getting to our demographic of women? Is it social media? Is it working with companies like Life Stance? What works for Geneve? You know, initially, uh, it's kind of changed over time. Uh, initially, we published a lot of content. We have taken an education-first approach always, knowing that women are not educated about menopause, and so they go to the Internet and search on symptoms. And so that's really how, for the longest time, the majority of women found us, is they were just doing their own research, and they would come up across Geneva in that way. Now, um, increasingly, as we want to, uh, you know, we have... Have uh, we've got we've built the capacity to support um, large volumes of patients throughout the United States? We are working with employers um, in particular and with payers, you know, with our partners at Aetna to really. Um, now we're educating sales teams that are going out to their accounts to um, romance and, and showcase the fact that women can now get their menopause care covered with actual menopause specialists, not with a primary care physician or with a general practitioner. Uh, and we help, under, help them understand why that's important, why they're going to get superior care. 
And so really, again, our, our motion around education has changed. We're educating, we're training the trainer, if you will, or selling into uh, payers, into employers. And uh, when we have done uh, with employers, you know, ERG groups, employee resource group presentations and webinars, it's amazing in the chat, the volume of conversation. Uh, we, you often think in the workplace, women are going to be mm, quiet, not going to bring up their symptoms. And I'm always surprised at how women come forth to share or ask questions of the practitioners that we bring to that webinar. Uh, and so women are hungry for information. And I'm just blown away at how many places we could go to go build that kind of um, reaction and response and bringing them to Genev. Um, that said, I will always say, I think we still, and I, I quote Stacey London when she calls women in menopause a reluctant consumer. Uh, it is absolutely true. Uh, in so many cases, we just... It's hard to admit, you know, and you can educate women, but until she feels quote unquote sick enough um, or, you know, wants to work with a practitioner to change her lifestyle. You know, I know Stacy uh, says it to me all the time. Women sometimes don't necessarily want to change the way they're eating or uh, certain lifestyle habits. They like their lives. And knowing that once they talk to Stacy and her team, oh, they're going to be told they've got to cut this out or that. And none of us love discipline in our lives unless we reach a point of suffering so badly. And I just would love women to respect themselves and know that you don't have to make drastic changes. You can make incremental ones. And we're here and good for that too. We're not here to just like tell you what you need to do. Uh, we're going to meet you where you are and bring you on that journey and just be your partner. So uh, I hope that kind of answered your question. Obviously we've shifted over time. Uh, we're truly focused on employers now and, and, and the insurance market. Right. And you know, I think that's so important too, because you hear of so many women that leave their jobs during this time. The workplace yeah. is really the next sequence the next in the step. menopause and conversation. So, but I think with Genev getting out to workplaces is so important as well. And and I was just um just reading through different things about menopause and on your site as well about the earlier you may go through or if you have symptoms, is that something that you might like it could increase dementia and things like that. Any woman that earlier in life already had been di diagnosed with like premenstrual disorder or they have really bad PMS or um, a history of depression, when they go through the perimenopausal period, they are at baseline, increased risk of having more symptoms, um, more depression, um, even increased risk of suicidality as they're going through the perimenopausal and postmenopausal period. So that is one thing that I tell women. The other thing is that there is some information out there that besides just the brain fog, um, there might be some correlation with increased dementia. Um, and so there is no data that, show, that shows taking HRT is definitely going to help, but it can be helpful. And so I always just talk to women about that um, and just let them know that especially in those first couple of years as they're going through perimenopause, it can definitely help to protect that. 
Geneva is such a wonderful platform to be able to go and kind of read through, dissect, talk to doctors like Dr. Julie, talk to experts like Stacy. Jill, you've done such a wonderful job in expanding Geneva. And we're thrilled for you and for all the women that are going to be helped by the platform. We will make sure to have all the links to Geneva in our show notes. So if anybody wants to check it out, you can just go right to our show notes and click on the links. And thank you all for your time. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having thank a platform you. to bring this, yeah. bring this to women. It's so needed. Well, thank you so much, Jill, for coming on. And thank you, Dr. Dooley and Stacy, for being on today. Jeanette and Life Stance have partnered up with the telehealth and the information you can get. Mental health and menopause really go hand in hand. That really you learned in the episode really plays a big role in what we're going through in this time of life and for just the good of us and our well-being for our families for the people who love us, to just get a better understanding and to get some help when we need it thank you so much for listening make sure you check out check us out on all of our social media we're we're all over the place this episode will be on youtube as well so go to hot flashes and cool topics on youtube if you want to check out the video of this episode or any other episodes. And we just want to say thank you guys so much. We have so many loyal listeners that have followed us through this journey, and we could not be more grateful that we are now in the top 1.5% of podcasts globally, if you can believe it. And it has just been such an amazing journey. We can't wait to continue because we're having a blast, and we hope you are too. Have a great week, guys. Enjoy the end of your summer. It's coming around quickly. Before you know it, it will be Labor Day. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.